Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Impactable podcast. Uh, I'm not sure what episode this is going to be. I've been shuffling around a lot, um, but we're currently we're currently walking through the initial setup. Uh, but there's a foundational layer of things that we need in place before we create and launch our first ad. So at this point on this episode, I'm going to be going into the custom the custom audience creation. Uh, so this is up in your account assets and then custom audiences. And I'm going to go through the different types of audiences in this one. So all the different custom audiences that you can create. Um, don't mind my dogs back there. A couple of blue healers. Uh, they might come in here. You never know. Um, and this is going to take up the whole um, episode because there's actually a lot. So I'm going to run through them real quick, and then I'm going to dive in one by one. So the custom audiences that you can create, and these are like little retargeting buckets. So each one of these that you set up then sits there and collects the data. Uh, it kind of pools in there. And then all of those you can use inside an actual campaign to target with. Um, so it's here's the main ones. Company, contact, that's import uh, a list on your own. Um, we'll go through that. Event, there's company page, there's lead gen form, there's video. Um, actually, I think that's it. So those are the main ones. And I'm going to go through, oh, and then there's website visit. My bad. Uh, and then I'm going to go through each of these one by one. So you wouldn't think that's going to take a ton of time, but uh, they're, they're actually pretty involved. Um, and it's as a foundational step, it's really good that you just understand the different capabilities and the different retargeting audiences that we can make. And I would say, so custom audiences to me, I just say retargeting audiences. So these are these are the customized audiences that we can use for targeting or retargeting. Um, and it's mostly retargeting. All right, so let's dive in. Uh, so when you go in, uh, you can see, you can click create audiences and you'll see all the different options you have. The first one um, is usually company contact. So these are import options. So you click those um, and you'll you'll be able to see a template that pops up for either one of those that you choose. Uh, and it's basically all the columns or headlines that you need to import either a, a contact, which is a list of people or a company list. Um, and then either of those you could use inside a um, an audience when you're creating your ad. So you could say, okay, I have this 500, uh, I have this list of 500 companies, and then I want to target within those companies, these position titles, um, seniority level, years of experience, uh, you know, the decision makers that are relevant to you within that company list. Um, and it's the same for, you know, the, if you have a, an actual list of people, I guess you could still put extra filters on those uh, if it would make sense. So event, um, I don't use that a ton, but that would be related to like LinkedIn's actual events. So if you, you know, create a, a LinkedIn event, you're able to track and see who signs up, who doesn't, and you could retarget those event um, attendees with ads. You could put them in a little bucket and use them in a, in a targeting group. Or you could say, you know, any of these you can use as like, if this, um, you know, not this. So you could say they visited my website um, or they interacted with my ad, but they are, but they did not sign up for the event. So you could actually target those um who didn't sign up and try to push them to the next set. Or you could say people that signed up for the event who did not then book a call. So you can segment those. Uh, the next would be company page. So this is your LinkedIn company page. 
And the two groups within company page that you can target are just company page visitors. And then you can set a time frame, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, up to 365 days. So you could set it all the way up for a year. Um, and I would say that here's my take on company page. So it is an indicator of interest. Um, I would say that you definitely want to combine like the other filters. So you could say, you know, company page visitors over the last year who are also, you know, met my other criteria. They're in this industry, this company size, this seniority level. Um, but yeah, if they visited my company page and they fit these criteria, cool. I'll I'll retarget them with something with a you know an ad campaign. And then and then the second thing I would say there is I like to start wide. Um, cause sometimes you need help getting into retargeting. So you need an audience size of 300 in order to get into retargeting in order to be able to use that audience to target them. So sometimes, you know, if your cost per cost per clicks to your website are too expensive, bringing in your company page visitors and going back all the way a year gives you a nice little warm audience. Um, because one of the cool things about company page is because it's LinkedIn owned, it's able to backtrack before the data creation. So if I create the audience of company page visitors, like one year company page visitors, it'll actually go back in time all the way a year in the past and grab all of that data. Um, and I'll be able to use that in a campaign you know, tomorrow. Whereas some of these other ones, like, well, I guess website visitors would be the main one it doesn't start collecting data until I create the group. So if I create website visitors today, anyone who visited my website yesterday, last week, last month, they're not going to be in that group. It, it starts to collect the day I make it for some of those other ones. But being able to grab the historic um, company page visitors can actually help you create a warm audience and get into retargeting faster. So that's actually nice. Um, the other cool thing you can do with company page visitors, like we'll get into like actual strategies on a different one. Um, but some of the, some of the stuff you might want to do is, you know, they visited my page. I'm going to hit them with a follower um, ad that encourages them. You know, I'm on their radar. They knew who I am. I'm, I'm going to encourage them to follow my page. Or if they visited my company page, but not my website, you know, I'm going to push, you know, this ad. They're kind of warm, but they didn't take that next call to action. Um, so you can kind of chop them up and segment based on, you know, what they did or didn't do. So the next one is lead gen form. So this is another one that's like LinkedIn native, which means that LinkedIn owns the data. So if you had a lead gen form that's been going for the last three or four months and you didn't know this existed, you can go in today and you can create this and you could say lead gen form opens is one group you can create. And then a second separate group would be lead gen form submissions. And again, each of these you want to create like the different variations because that allows you to segment. Then if you create both of those, you can go in and you can say those who opened the form but did not submit it, I want to send those people a specific, you know, ad um, or maybe a different variation of the, you know, the ebook, the lead gen form um, and see if they bite on something else. Like they showed interest, but, you know, they didn't, they didn't actually hit the submit but that's at least a, you know, a half a buyer intent signal that we could work and keep pushing them. So Legion forms are actually really good. Um, and you have that data just collecting and just like video, which is the next one. Um, and again, we'll talk about this in strategy, but you could set it up in like checkpoints. So you could say, 
you know, they submitted the lead gen form. Those who submitted the lead gen form, like I have all these leads, um, but they didn't book a call. I'm going to hit those people with a very specific ad. And that's the whole point of these custom audiences is, I mean, the very basic one will be uh, website visitors. They visited my website. I'm going to retarget them. And, you know, that in of itself, if that's all you do, it's still, that's still better than a lot of people do. Um, and you're going to get good results from that. But the more of these that you create and understand, the more you can segment, the more you can hit people with a more precise ad based on their individual experience and where they're at in their buying journey with you. Um, so I think that's the important thing to understand. So the next would be, um, video. So video is kind of cool because um, this is this is new to LinkedIn, like not running video ads, but the, you know, it's only been within the 18 months, I think that they've kind of developed the retargeting and segmentation of this a little more. Um, so with video ads, you can run a LinkedIn video as an ad and then track how much of the video they watched. Um, and the different buckets they have here is... I think 25%, 50%, 75%, and 97%. So one of the reasons that video um, custom audience is so cool is that it's the only ad that lets you see how engaged they were versus just you know yes or no. Uh, it's not just yes or no, they clicked, yes or no, they visited the website, or yes or no, they watched the video. It's actually how much of the video they watched. Um, so you could do a ton with that. I'm actually going to do a whole separate episode on, I call it like checkpoints, um, because I'll give you a brief example. If you put out a, a cold LinkedIn video ad, and then you have a group that watched 25% of it, um, so maybe you say less than 50%, and then you have another group that watched more than 50%, you might. I mean, you could just ignore the group that's like that wasn't that engaged um, and just create a retargeting audience and go after the people that were really engaged. And that would be a, a successful campaign, I think. But there's also a lot more you can do with that data. You could say, you could have it like split and you could say, those who are highly engaged are going to get this next line of, of ads. And those who were not that engaged, I'm going to try a couple of different things to get them into the engaged category. So I'm going to you know, experiment with different things, but depending on if they were highly engaged or not highly engaged, you could, have, you could run them into two separate tiers of ads. Um, and then what you could say is those people who were highly engaged with, with my cold initial video ad, I'm going to show them a second ad or a second series of video ads um, for that group. So they started with the cold layer. They... They expressed interest, highly engaged. Now they get a next layer, um, and there could be more consideration ads, more educational, more you know testimonials, client um, success stories, and then depending on if they're highly engaged with that or not, you could have a different tier. Um, but the way you know the way you could do it is the people who are seeing the second layer of of LinkedIn videos, you already know that they watched the first one. So then if you retarget based on how much of the second video they watched, you know, by the time you, you put out your third video or the third video layer, you already know that they watched the first layer, the second layer, and you're walking them, you know, through 
this kind of checkpoint where you know in order to get to this video, they've already watched everything before that, or you know, been highly engaged with at least one video in each of the layers before that. So there's a lot you can do with that. And obviously, if you created an elaborate video layer, video layering system by the end of it, I mean, that's someone who just loves your brand. They think you're the expert. They think the world of you. And that, you know, it doesn't get any warmer than that. But um, we'll walk through exactly how you would set that up, what it would look like, and, and some of the advanced strategies on that. But that's why I'm big on the video. I mean, even if you have like a demo video, if you have educational videos, if you have podcasts that you can turn into videos, um, there's a lot you can do with that. And uh, and just being able to tell how engaged they are uh, is actually really cool. And so I would say too, that video helps you get into the retargeting layer faster. Because as I've said previously on this one, you need an audience size of at least 300 in order to make it into retargeting. Um, with video views, they don't actually have to click. They just have to let the video play on their on their feed. And it, they just have to cross the threshold of 25% being watched before they're put into that bucket. So with a you know 10 second short video, they just have to kind of, you know, if your if your video is five or 10 seconds, they don't necessarily even have to be super engaged. They just have to hesitate long enough for that video to play, you know, two or three seconds for them to get put in that initial bucket, which could really help you create a warm retargeting audience a lot faster. And I, and I always say this, I would say, go broad at first, like first say, yeah, 25, you know, 25% of my 10 second video, yes, include them. And that gets me into a warm retargeting audience faster. But then once I have enough people in there, I start tightening, tightening up the restrictions. And I say, okay, well, now I have, you know, a thousand people in my retargeting. Um, but those people that only watch 25%. Now I can move it up and say, okay, now I only want to retarget people that watch 50% or more. Um, okay, I still have you know 500 people in that retargeting group. That's nice. And as that grows to a couple thousand, I could say, you know what? I want to tighten that again. I want to change it to people that have watched 75% of my video. And that group gets tighter and tighter and more engaged. And obviously, the results that are coming out of there, um, you know, for the same amount of spend, are getting better and better. So that's that's one way you can walk that up and kind of restrict it, and also help you get into retargeting a little faster. All right. So the next one, let me look at my notes here. Um, so this is, <laughs> this is the most basic and most important one. Uh, we saved it for last. Um, I didn't really plan it that way. So this is, this is website visit. Um, and the way it's, it's the most basic, but it's also can be the most complex because there's a lot you can do with it. And I'm only going to cover some of the basics in this first video, because <laughs> there's, there's so much you can do with it. Um, it might be a little overwhelming at first, just like, yeah, some of that checkpoint strategy. It's it's not going to be um, something that a lot of you care about at all. So website visits, um, the very most basic way that it's used is to say, so our website right now is impactable.co. Um, I could say contains URL impactable.co. Um, and if your LinkedIn insights tag is installed properly on your website, then anyone who visits your website, you know, under that domain name 
is then pulled into this group and you could set the time windows of, you know, 30, 60, 90, 180 days. It used to be unlimited. It used to just stretch back as far as it could, uh, but they put restrictions, I think for privacy purposes. So now 180 days is the limit. I would say, just like how we did in videos, I would set up the different buckets and say, you know, 30, 90, 180. And I would, you know, because eventually you might want, you might have so many in there that you might want to just stay in front of like your 30 day or a 90 day. But at first it's going to be the 180 day and it's going to take forever to fill up. So start broad and just start basic, have a, have a group that's just your main domain, you know, and you could put starts with, you know, www.impactable.co or contains impactable.co, you know, would be great too. So that would be the very basic one. The next thing that you can and should do is any of the, any of the conversions that you have set up, you know, so if you set them up by URL, which, you know, I usually recommend because it's just easier um, and it helps you set up for this is have a custom audience set up for each of your conversions. So for instance, if someone fills out a contact us form on your website, they get redirected to a thank you page. Usually that's the standard. So you would set that up as a conversion. Uh, I think we just talked about that in a previous uh, episode. And then you would also set that up as a custom audience. And the reason being the conversion setup is just what tracks the conversion for reporting purposes, but having it set up as custom audience allows you to either target or use that as an exclusion in your targeting. So you could then say website visitors who have not yet submitted a form, I want to target them. And it also allows you to target them specifically and say, I want to target form submitters from my website who have not yet you know, booked a call, who haven't made it to the next checkpoint. And I would do it for the same. So most people that we work with don't have call booking set up as a conversion inside of LinkedIn because they haven't figured out how to you know, set up the Calendly redirect to a thank you page on the website. It's, it's not as complicated as it sounds, but I'm going to make a, you know, a separate episode just on that. But the thought process being, if someone books a call and they hit a specific you know, booked call URL on your website, then you can use that for both conversion tracking and for audience segmentation on all your different platforms. So I, I highly advise that. Um, and then you would set that up as a custom audience on LinkedIn. Um, and that's, that's kind of the basic premise of just segmentation in general, um, through the different, the different types of audiences that you have, but also the different URLs that they hit, uh, and what that tells you about the prospect. So some of the other simple ways you could do it is, you know, maybe you don't want to do all website visitors. You want to do people that visited your product page or your pricing page, or they visited your contact us page, but they didn't actually submit, um, their information. That'd be a really nice group to target. I mean, they were obviously intrigued. They're interested. Something they hesitated, um, but it'd be nice to give them a, a little budge um, and maybe just send them a more direct uh, LinkedIn ad. Um, the other, uh, the other thing that we're going to cover in the the next episode of this uh, would be the actual. Um, I think the only other thing we need before we actually create an ad or before we look at the audiences and the um, bidding and then the elements of the ad would be just making sure that who are, you know, you have the proper access to the page, um, to the pages, and then diving into that 
Uh, so I think there might have been something else in here for website visitors. Oh, the last thing I was going to mention is so it's it's any URL that hits your page. So in a and I think at the intermediate we're going to go over UTMs um, because there's actually some advanced abilities. That's how you would actually retarget specific uh, traffic to your website. For example, if I wanted to retarget Google Ads traffic, so you're paying for their Google Ads, you're paying for each of those clicks into your website. That that traffic is it that URL contains a specific UTM, which is just like a, a URL addition. Like there's a, a bunch of code that says, you know, it came from Google. It's part of this campaign, this keyword. And it's all part of like this little, it's part of the URL when they, when they go to your website, you can retarget um, that specific traffic um, by their UTM. So I could set up a custom audience on LinkedIn that says, you know, my Google ads traffic or, all of my paid traffic. So whether it came from LinkedIn, Facebook, or Google, put all my paid traffic that I'm paying per click on in a retargeting group. And I want to just be able to segment that and, re- and retarget that group um, or you know each of the channels separated out um, and so on. So that's the basic theory. Um, that's what retargeting audiences are or the custom audiences and a few of the things you can do with them. Um, again, we will dive into a lot of those in more depth uh, on a later episode. All right. Thank you, guys.